The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you, that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about him with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, it should come as no surprise today that our reading from John focused on the subject of bread. If you remember, every three years, we encounter five consecutive weeks on the topic of bread in John's Gospel. It is often referred to as the Bread of Life Discourse. With that in mind, this morning I will be preaching on barbecue. (laughs) Now, in all honesty, for me, every three years when this cycle of readings comes up, I pause for just a moment and I reflect on some of my own memories around bread. Now, I fully realize that people don't bake bread like they did a long time ago. In fact, when we bake bread today, we often do so more for the joy of it than out of necessity. But I still remember a time when it was done more out of necessity. In fact, one of my favorite memories is every one, uh, once or twice a year, my grandmother would come to visit And when she arrived, she would spend several days filling our house with the beautiful aromas of freshly baked sweet rolls, caramel rolls, and yes, baked bread. Now, if I timed it just right, on my way from home from school, when I arrived at the house and entered through the side door up into the kitchen, my grandmother would just be pulling a hot loaf of bread out of the oven. I swear she had hands like oven mitts. 
But she pulled the hot bread out of the oven and placed it up on the cutting board and didn't let it fully cool like you often do. And she would reach for the bread knife and cut off a beautiful slice of bread. And then she would reach for the butter and she would put a nice layer of butter over the hot, steaming, piping bread and then she would sprinkle it with brown sugar. If you have never tried that, that is a little slice, a little piece of heaven. Whenever I have the opportunity to be around freshly baked bread or if I bake it myself, I still do that, and it still makes my taste buds dance with delight. It's a wonderful memory. My grandmother taught me a lot of things, but when it came to baking, one of the things that she taught me was for really good bread, you only need four ingredients. You need flour, you need water, you need yeast, and salt. And she threw in then patience as well, right? You need a little patience for all of those ingredients to work their magic in the mystery that produces such wonderful tasting bread. In other words, those four ingredients, it was just that simple. And yet, as I started to reflect on the text for today, I started to think about how the simplicity of bread and the simplicity in our lives can become rather blurred. Think about it. What is the thing that we so often do? We desire to make things more than they are. It's to take something that is so simple and then overwhelm it with so much. But suddenly... We turn it into a mess, right? We take the simple and we make it complex. And we do so because we think that we need to add more. We need to have more. We need to be more. In other words, enough just never seems quite enough. Now, I believe that this messaging often comes to us because of the evil one that we heard read moments ago and that Trisha mentioned in her children's message. This voice that is constantly telling us that we are, that we inherently do not have enough, that we are inherently not enough, that we're not good enough, that we're not smart enough, that we're not successful enough, rich enough, pretty enough, faithful enough, loved enough, right? You get the idea. We hear these same messages all over social media. We hear these messages at school from classmates at work. And unfortunately for some, they hear that same message of not being enough even at home. A good example of all of this, right, is you take a look at your phone, you log into your computer, and all of these companies Algorithms do their thing, and they tell you, they tell me time and time again that what we have is not quite enough, that we need more, that we need to be more. And then they have a way to tell us how we can solve it, how we can improve it, how we can make it better. 
Whenever we start to get those messages that we are not enough, and we start to let that live in our being, we suddenly find ourselves questioning our own self-worth. We allow self-doubt to creep in and it becomes rampant and we begin to question our own identity that who we are and are we enough. Those negative voices, right? They creep in. At times they feel like they're on a loop just going over and over and over this internal narrative that brings into question, are you? Are we? Am I? Enough. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand this morning, but I do want to ask you this. Have you ever felt that way before? Have you ever had those questions linger in your head and wondered if you were enough? I would bet the majority of us have experienced such thoughts and such feelings. I know I have. I have wondered at times in my life, am I a good enough spouse? Am I a good enough parent? Am I a good enough friend? Am I a good enough son? That narrative has played in my head too. So trust me, you are not alone, regardless of how old or how young you may be. Now let me be clear. Kids, you are not alone in experiencing these feelings. Adults feel it too. So imagine, imagine for just a moment what your life would be like if you simply said, I am enough, and believed it. What feelings would be lifted from your shoulders? What would you be free? Would you be free from beating up yourself or tearing yourself down? I believe 2,000 years ago, Jesus addressed this issue, and 2,000 years later, he still does the same when he simply said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And yes, in today's reading, that invitation, well, is a little bit more graphic. It was a little bit more offensive. But like all the ingredients in bread, the message is simple. That Jesus is the bread to eat and to listen to and to be in relationship with in order to have life in God. God's bread, God's life, God's love, God's grace, God's forgiveness is just that simple. It is enough. Now I fully concede that it is hard. It is hard to believe at times. It certainly was for the apostles. After all, in our gospel reading, Jesus asked them if they wanted to leave too, and Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Lord, to whom shall we go? The answer, there is nowhere else to go because it is Jesus and Jesus alone that gives life. And that is enough. Jesus gives us life in the midst of feelings of frustration, of loneliness, grief, and despair. 
Because that we, because of him, we are so deeply loved and saved. When we find ourselves in the world feeling empty and void, we are saved in the terrible gloom of death. In the days when we least understand life and when we feel that we are not enough. And we start to sense this awful emptiness in our lives. Please know, remember that you are not alone. And then go towards the one who has the words of eternal life and experience the Holy One of God. My dear brothers and sisters, you are deeply loved. Always have been. Always will be. And you are enough. To quote Henry Nouwen, God doesn't give us just enough. God gives us more than enough. More bread and fish than we can eat. More love than we dared to ask for. My dear friends, that is simply and beautifully enough. Let it be so. Amen.